You're listening to the Sports Brothers Podcast by Sam and Brian Dostal. Everything sports, all the time. being a part of a Harry Carey-led take me out to the ballgame at Wrigley Field. It's tough to beat. Well, this is the Sports Brothers Podcast with Brian Dostler. No Sam today. Very unfortunate, Sam. Uh, he's actually in State College, Pennsylvania right now, on the road with the Connecticut Tigers. And uh, this morning we tried to do our very first Skype show and uh, didn't have him going through Skype. Then it was a conference call. And after doing the show, uh, both me and Sam said, terrible show, awful show. And then I listened to it, and it was even worse than I expected. So for your safety of your ears, because they were sort of bleeding, I'm going to take the show today on this Friday, July 10th, and it is 2.58 p.m. Yeah, we started recording this at 9.45 a.m. Sorry, I took a break, played basketball at the YMCA, but uh, it's, it was a frustrating morning. Uh, we want to give a special, special thanks to Nate Brown, who had that extremely that perfect article in the Plainville Citizen yesterday. Front page, wasn't expecting that. Uh, very, very nice to see that in there. Uh, so welcome, 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 welcome to any uh, first-time listeners of this podcast. Like I said, normally Sam is on the podcast, uh, or we're on here together, Sports Brothers. There's an S to the end. It's, it's not, not just me. Uh, so unfortunately for, you know, Arguably the most important show of uh, of the Sports Brothers' career, if you will. Uh, only I can do the show. But, hey, that's okay because if you like it, you'll listen to me here a little bit here, and uh, you can listen to our next podcast, which will be sometime next week. So for today's show, it is the 13th show of the summer. So me and Sam have been rolling these things out. Uh, and, again, to any of the new listeners, our – these podcasts are put on the NicoEmpire.com. Nico DiGregorio is a very close friend of mine. He's also into the podcasting world, and uh, he too wants to make a career in radio. So he made a website about, what, I don't know, a year ago or so, whatever it was, maybe maybe a little less, and uh, he attracted a bunch of, of listeners. He got a nice little audience, and uh, one day, this uh, few, about almost a month and a half ago, he asked me, hey, Brian, do you want to bring the Sports Brothers podcast to my website? And I said, sure, it gets us more exposure. So it helps out both uh, both parties here for this one. So today's topics that I will be going over, DeAndre Jordan, <laughs> he is a clipper. He, he definitely is a clipper. He signed the contract 
I saw a picture on Twitter. He looks very happy in his house. We'll get to that. Uh, and then it's MLB midseason show time as, uh, as this upcoming week. Uh, it's going to be the All-Star break in Cincinnati. Uh, so we'll, so uh, I'll go over what Sam did say earlier on a podcast that obviously wasn't put out there, uh, and, and it will go over different uh, variation categories. And then, again, if you're new to the show, Sam and I have been doing this segment uh, the last couple shows where we take a virtual bus tour to seven major U.S. cities. So we've been to Boston, we've been to Washington, D.C. Today we're going to be in Chicago, uh, and then we're going to be going off to eventually Dallas, Detroit, Los Angeles, and uh, we'll be ending it. The eighth place that we're going to is right here in Connecticut. So uh, I think that's a nice fitting end, end to to this segment. And the cool thing about this is we're going to debate about who the best athlete is for each town, and then you, the fans, you can see the poll embedded into the post. You, the fans, can have a voice and uh, vote for who you think is the best athlete of whatever city. So, again, today it's Chicago. So we'll go over. I'll go over that later in the show, and then uh, just a little around around the sports world. Catch up on some miscellaneous things. And since Sam is not here, one of the things that Nate Brown highlighted in his article about the Sports Brothers podcast was Stump the Bro. It's a fan favorite. I know Mike Cosentini. He was on a couple weeks ago, and he was that was that was the highlight of his day. I mean, he he really enjoyed coming on to the show. But Stump the Bro. He was really looking forward to that. He actually stumped me, and he got my question right. So it really worked out in his favor. Uh, but as stated in the article, I am up five to three on Sam. Yeah, gotta get. It's always always nice when when you're competitive with your brother, right? Four years older than me. Can't tell you how many times he beat me in in backyard wiffle ball or or basketball in the basement at, outside. Uh, so it, it's 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 nice to beat him. Uh, so let's start with DeAndre Jordan. We thought the NBA free agency was pretty much over. Now, for those of you that are very unclear with this of why he was able to essentially go back to the Clippers was July 1st, Wednesday, July 1st, that's when free agency is open. That's when coaches, agents, players, people can re- players can recruit other players to their teams when- Wednesday night, midnight, July 1st. So all those contracts that you heard, on July 1st, on July 2nd, though all those contracts were verbal commitments. They were verbal contracts. Nothing was, nothing was uh, set in stone. No, no signature. So that's a that's a huge uh, critical thing to know about the situation, because this is why DeAndre Jordan is still a Los Angeles Clipper. Because on the morning of July 8th, which a week later, July 8th, or excuse. Yeah, July 8th, and then once Thursday hits July 9th at midnight, that's when these contracts can become official. That's when you can put the pen to the pen to the paper, s- sign it off. Well, Wednesday morning, DeAndre Jordan has a phone call like this to Doc Rivers. He goes, Doc, co- Coach, uh, I think I made a big mistake. I think I made a big mistake. Uh they don't have a point guard over here. They 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 don't. Uh, who who's gonna lob the ball to me? Uh, they they got Devin Harris. No 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 Rondo. Uh, uh, I I know that me and Chris me and Chris Paul didn't get along all the time, but uh, you know uh, he's actually a really good point guard, and and and, and I think I should go back. Not lying. 
DeAndre Jordan was reportedly crying during that conversation. So Doc's like, okay, just okay. We'll fly out to your house right now. I'll, I'll get the guys together. You know, J.J. JJ uh, J.J. Reg's in town. Uh, I'll, I'll get Chris Paul to come back from his vacation early. Uh, Paul Pierce, he just got here, but he's more than happy to come along. Steve Ballmer, we'll be there. Just, just hold tight, buddy. Hold tight. That's what happened. They got into his house, and they didn't let him get out. If you were following on Twitter, it was actually pretty fascinating. Uh, with, when uh, Blake Griffin, that was the other player, they are all sending out emojis for uh, of how they are going to get there and, and whatnot. Pretty fascinating stuff. So they got there. And one of the first things they did after you know they greeted each other was uh, a presentation, a video presentation of DeAndre Jordan playing as a clipper. Apparently, DeAndre broke down there as well. Yada, yada, yada. DeAndre Jordan is, a, is back to Los Angeles as a clipper. But I don't think this is, any of this is right, to be honest. You know, because... He went back to Los Angeles. Fine. But the way he did it, the way that it came about was uh, he was not returning any phone calls to Mark Cuban or Chandler Parsons, who were both uh, – Parsons was a big-time big, big time recruiter in, in this uh, to, to get Jordan there. Was returning any phone calls, text messages, completely unpro- unprofessional. I mean, DeAndre, look, on our last podcast, Sam and I were saying that, look – we question your decision by going to Dallas because there's no point guard, right? You, Chris Paul, an eight-time All-Star, you're going with Devin Harris. <laughs> I mean, big, big difference. And the question is, do you want to be a potential NBA champion or a playoff team? Now, Dallas, they'll make the play. They would have made the playoffs. They, they'll make the playoffs with uh, DeAndre Jordan, but they won't be an NBA title contender. The Clippers are. I mean, the Clippers should have been the Western Conference Finals. But, you know, not returning any of the phone calls, that, that's just messed up to me. That, that's, that's too far. Make the courteous, the courtesy call. Call Mark Cuban. Say, hey, uh, Mark, I, I appreciate your, uh, your interest in me and, and, and all that. But, you know, my heart just lies in Los Angeles, and I, want, and I want to go back home. I want to go back to L.A. Fine. Done. That's all that needs to be done. My other big question about this, and this is something that no one is is even brought up, was if Mark Cuban and Chandler Parsons is not allowed in the house, nobody is allowed inside the house, no one is allowed to leave the house. The Clipper players are pretty much keeping uh, DeAndre Jordan captive in his own house. They're playing cards, they're playing video games. I mean, half the time, I mean, they were they were hardly talking about uh, the contracts. They were there for multiple hours. I don't know exactly how many, but they were there until midnight until he officially signed that contract. So my thought, how do we get the re- reports that they were doing this at the time? Ramon Shelburne's coming on ESPN saying, no, they're playing cards. You know, they're playing video games. It's more like a locker room than anything. Like, that's a done deal. He's, I don't know, just a little side note, but I just found that fascinating during It's like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, we're waiting for 12 o'clock tip. I'm thinking, how the heck do these people know what they're doing? If no one's allowed in the house, no one's allowed outside the house. DeAndre Dorn's agent wasn't even allowed inside there. They don't want any contact with anyone except for, for the people, for the friends and family of DeAndre Jordan, the Clipper players, and Steve Ballmer and Doc Rivers. I don't know. It, very uh, interesting situation. But moving forward for the Dallas Mavericks, they acquired Zasa Puliachov from the Bucks for a second-round draft pick. 
and uh, they'll happily take the $5.25 million from the Bucks. They have money to spend now, right? They don't have $88 million that they uh, gave to DeAndre Jordan. And uh, also feeding off that, they upped the contract of Wesley Matthews from four years, $64 million to four years and $70 million. So got a little bit of a pay raise uh, there. And lastly, Darren Williams is reportedly – uh, he wants his release from the Nets and join his hometown Mavs. Darren Williams is from the Dallas area, and this has been uh, this has been rumored the last couple of days, but it has come up in the past that he wants to play in Dallas. He wants to play for his hometown team in there. I mean, Darren Williams, he's not Chris Paul at this point of his career, uh, but Darren Williams is definitely a better point guard than Devin Harris. So imagine if he had second thoughts again. Uh, I don't think that would happen. Uh, but just a bizarre situation. I mean, I think they're personally going to change. The NBA is going to change some rules here, maybe make the, the signing uh, day, like official closer. You know, once – I mean, think about it, right? How many deals were down, were, were done, or verbally committed on July 1st? I mean, you woke up at 10 o'clock Eastern time, and there was dozens of deals that were already done. You're telling me that there's no interaction between players and coaches and agents before that July 1st, uh, before that before that date? Because, again, you're not allowed to talk to free agents about contract. Like, you're telling me that there's nothing going on? Please. Please. <laughs> I mean, no. Th- th- there's no way. There's absolutely no way. So what I'm saying is don't let these second thoughts happen. It turned out to be good for the Clippers. It turned out to be horrible for the Mavericks. But I think we should maybe slim that uh, that one-week period to a little bit closer. Maybe make a day after. I don't know. you, you got to do something because the Mavericks got absolutely robbed. They, they, they did. They did. There, there's no two fans and butts about it. Man, that, again, just, just uh, bizarre. All right. Very excited for this, and it's too bad Sam's not here with me to do this, but we're going to head to the MLB Midsummer Show. Taylor going back, and Max Scherzer has a no-hitter. Sunday in Milwaukee, he was amazing, and today in D.C., he was almost perfect. Six RBIs tonight for the big guy. Straight three club, get him! 2,000 career strikeouts for Felix Hernandez, the fourth youngest pitcher to reach that milestone. Swing and a miss, there it is. 12th strikeout of the night, a new career mark for Chris Archer. It's out to left. Back is Rasmus at the wall. Gone, a big fly for Mike Trapp. And the Angels retake the lead. It is 3-1. And number 100 of his career for Mike Trout.
right, so let's do it, and I'll be doing both my awards and Sam's awards. Uh, so we're doing, like, M MVP, Cy Young. Uh, of course, these are all applied to both the AL and the NL. Uh, and then we'll do some breakout players, some teams that disappointed and, and uh, were surprised. So we'll go through all of that. Uh, so let's start with the Cy Young. I went Dallas Keuchel, as did Sam. Uh, he leads the American League in both wins with 11 and ERA 2.14. And really the big thing with Keuchel, left-handed, big beard. You know, he's got that James Harden-type beard. Uh, and and he's been phenomenal this year for the Houston Astros, and he's the ace of this emerging Houston Astros team. And really, it's no surprise, I'll spoil it here for you, uh, both Sam and I have the, our AL most surprising team is the Houston Astros. And, I, I mean, look, we could see this coming. Uh, they certainly have the potential for this. Uh, you, you look at the, the young squad that they have uh, there and with Carlos Carrera and Preston Tucker, Jose Atuve, who's already been to a couple all-star games, uh, George Springer, the UConn product from New Britain, probably heard his name before, uh, and Lance McCullers, the starting pitcher. And, by the way, Carlos Carrera, man. He has looked really impressive. Got a chance to really watch him when the Houston Astros came to uh, Fenway last weekend. And uh, he, the kid's the real deal. He's the real deal. Uh, and and I think that this Astros team is not only here for 2015, but for 2016 and beyond. I mean, there, there's, no, there, there's no reason to not think that. It's just, again, a young core that, and all their prospects are coming at the same time, right? I mean, when when that when those guys are expecting big-time contracts, then maybe, you know, that's when the Astros could be in a little bit of a – or a little bit of an awkward situation. They're kind of like Tampa Bay Rays, but they do a little more running than the Rays did uh, back in the day. But, you know, this team is here to stay. And, you know, when you're so bad for so long like the Houston Astros were and you have – what, you have – 30 picks, I think, each MLB draft every year, you know, barring if you trade or whatever, any picks, you're going to you're gonna get some good players, right? I mean, a general manager is going gonna, is gonna to hit a couple home runs. You know, he's, he's going to get a couple good guys. There's going to be some guys that get hot in the minors, hit their stride in the minors, and they're going to come to the to Major League Ball Club, and uh, they're going to play well. And, and, you know, George Springer, seventh overall a couple of years back. I mean, all these guys are top draft, top draft picks. So the future is bright in Houston and uh, in the American League West for them. Uh, so National League Cy Young Award, I have Max Scherzer. And win-loss, I've said it on previous podcasts, so I was saying win-loss as a pitcher is probably the most deceiving stat in all of baseball because you look at his ERA, it's 2.12. I mean, it, it's almost un under 2. Uh, and, of, and, of course, the 26 strikeouts and, and two starts and only giving up one earned in 16 innings and, and uh, the no-hitter should have been a perfect game. I mean, Scherzer has been, I think, the most impressive this season. Sam went uh, – he went Garrett Cole. Yep, he went Garrett Cole. He leads the National League and wins with 12. Uh, from the Pittsburgh Pirates, I think Garrett Cole has not been getting nearly enough credit for what he's been doing. Uh, 12 and 313 strikeouts for for the Pittsburgh Ace guy coming out of UCLA came up in September or uh, no he was 
he came up mid-season last year, and you've just seen this kid grow very, very quickly. And he is putting up all-star numbers. He's going to the all-star game, and, and he, you can make a serious case for him to even start that game. So don't be surprised if he gets the ball on the mound on Tuesday in Cincinnati. Uh, MVP now, I have Josh Donaldson. 299 batting average, 21 home runs, and 60 RBIs. And he can show off the glove, too. But have you seen some catches recently going into the stands and, and going all out for for plays? And I just can't believe. Donaldson's mine just uh, is my MVP, just to clarify. I'm not sure if I said that. Um, but he got acquired from the Oakland A's in a series of moves by, by Billy Bean, trading away Josh Donaldson. You know, the franchise, your franchise player, cornerstone guy, you know, he, he was a guy in Oakland, right? And he, and he was part of shipping off Cespedes and, and Donaldson and uh, just a lot of head scratchers and uh, for that offseason. But, you know, hey, Billy Bean did it once. He did it in the early 2000s. That's, you know, the movie Moneyball. That's where you get that from. So, you know, maybe give some time, but he gave up a big talent in Josh Donaldson. This isn't the first year he's in the MVP conversation. Uh, let's see. Sam A.L., he went. See, he went. Okay, he didn't give an A.L. MVP. All right, and I don't remember who he said. But uh, some, other, some other guys that you could even throw around there, Miguel Cabrera, he's hurt right now, uh, but batting 350. Albert Pools, how about Pools? He's leading the American League in home runs, 26 home runs. Uh, Jose, two hits. Jose Iglesias, the Tigers shortstop, hitting 324. Doesn't get a lot of RBI. He just gets on base. That's, he just finds holes. He, he doesn't have very much power, but he gets on. And here's a name that you probably may not, if you're the average baseball fan, you've probably never heard of him, Billy Burns. It's an outfielder for the Oakland A's. The dude can fly, and, and I mean fly. I mean, he's five foot nothing, and, and he just goes and gets in the outfields, and he gets on base at, at a high rate. Uh, so, you know, it's fun to watch. Got to see him actually play in person when I went to Fenway a couple weeks ago uh, when, when the A's came to Boston. Um, and, of course, Mike Trout, 24 home runs. He's, o he's always up there. Uh, Mark Teixeira leading the American League in runs batted in with 62. Uh, let's go to the National League, and uh, I have – I'll go with Sam first. Sam has Bryce Harper, right? I mean, Bryce, hitting 343, uh, just putting the ball anywhere he wants on the field. Uh, the guy goes all out all the time. Well, not actually not all the time. Sometimes he uh, jogs and gets benched for it. But, you know, he certainly has been one of the most impressive players this season and after all the hype coming out of high school being on sports illustrated on, on the front page or on the front cover uh you know he was he was good I'm not saying he was bad in last year and in the, in the years past but this year he's really starting to hit his stride he's again he's using all fields uh that batting average is is way up there and now we're really starting to see the potential of bryce harper and, and what he can do for this national squad scary to see i didn't go bryce harper I didn't even go D. Gordon, who gets on base every time for the Miami Marlins. I didn't go Troy Tulowitzki, who's in, of course, Colorado Rockies, the the Rock the Rockcats farm system. I went Paul Goldsmith. Goldschmidt. 
And, you know, Mike Cosentine, he loves this guy, right? I mean, he's got him on his fantasy team. And you're talking about a 5 tool player. I mean, this guy does it all. 349, that leads the National League. 20 home runs, 68 RBIs, that leads all of Major League Baseball. And 16 stolen bases for this guy. Paul Goldsmith, 16 stolen bases. Who would have thought? And and he's playing for the Diamondbacks, who, quite frankly, if he was playing in a, in a better market area, if, you know, got, that got more attention, he would be getting a lot more praise. He'd be getting a lot more media attention. But since he's in Arizona, no one really talks about him. I mean, the, the Diamondbacks really haven't been all that great the last couple of years. And, and right now, he has his squad in second place, five games back of the National League West, and four games out of the wild card. So they're they're in a in a position to uh, potentially get in the playoffs. So if you haven't had a chance to watch Goldschmidt, take a look at him because he's an impressive guy. Again, a five-tool guy. I mean, he could do everything offensively for them. So might be a surprise to you. But I'm going uh, a little under the radar there in Goldschmidt. But, I mean, he, he's one heck of a player. Surprising team. I already said the AL with the Houston Astros. That was both me and Sam. Uh, National League. Sam doesn't really have one. He said everyone's kind of panned out the way that he expected. And, you know, I, I could agree with, with that because my pick, who I'll say in a second, is a bit of a stretch. But, uh, you know, everyone pretty much has – uh, panned out the way that we expected. I mean, you look at the Nationals, they're in first place of, of the National League East. Uh, and then you got the Dodgers, they're, they're ahead in the National League West. The Cardinals, you know, it doesn't matter if they could use their single A team and find ways <laughs> to win games. Um, you know, we expected the Cubs to be there with all their additions this year. Uh, so, it, it, you know, it's really not a surprise that uh, of how things have panned out. I actually picked a team, and again, this this is a stretch because I did expect this team to be in the playoff race this year, and that's New York Mets. But the reason why I think it's a surprise, they're 44 and 42 right now, three games out of the of uh, the National League East. Uh, it, it's just because of all their injuries that they've that they've uh, had to co- go through this year. I mean, you got Dylan G, who's who's been could be traded. Uh, Michael Goddard has been out. David Wright's been out for pretty much the entire year. Daniel Murphy. Uh, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on for this Mets team. Travis Darno, another one. And it seems like everyone's getting hurt, and they haven't been really able to put a, a full, healthy squad like like a you know their opening day roster out there many times. And the fact that they're still at the top or near the top of the National League standings, I think says a lot about them. Of course, everybody knows this. They have the pitching. They have DeGrom. They have Harvey. They have Syndergaard. Nice has been iffy, uh, but they need that bat. You know, we were hoping, Mets fans were hoping that Kadir could supply that power, uh, but they they really need someone to be a force in the three or four slot. Troy Tulowitzki's name has been thrown out there, but again, Pitching can look. You need great pitching to win, but at the same time, it's it's very very tough to expect your start, your starters and your bullpen to be winning two one three two, you know four two games every night. And that's how usually the Mets can win their ball games. AL disappointing team. Uh, Sam went with the Boston Red Sox. You know, the, and 
it's it's not. I'm not surprised that he picked them. Uh, you look at and they had a ton of. You know, they made a big splash in the offseason, adding Hamley Ramirez, adding Pablo Sandoval, Rick Porcello, excuse me, Rick Porcello, Wade Miley. Uh, you know, uh, getting back a healthy Dustin Pedroia, and there was an outfield problem. There's too many guys to to play there. Rusny Castillo in there, Shane Victorino, uh, Mookie Betts. So, and it just hasn't turned out well for for the Red Sox this year. They're they're playing well right now. You know, they're they're just what are they five games back? Uh, they are five games out of the wild card and five and a half. They're in last place, but five and a half games out of the American Leagues. By the way, big, big, big Red Sox-Yankees series in Fenway starting tonight. Uh, and it's it feels good knowing that a July Red Sox-Yankees series actually means something. It's been a while. You know, when they play in April, look, they had that great 19-inning marathon game. That was fun to watch. I actually watched from the ninth inning on, so I pretty much watched the game. Um, but uh, it, it, it's just nice that you get that rivalry. And Ellsbury just got back for the Yankees, as did Andrew Miller. Excuse me. So they're, uh, the Yankees are getting healthier by the day, so those are almost two trades in itself by getting those guys back. Uh, but my disappointing team, I went with the Seattle Mariners. I went out west. Uh, this was a team that on day 162 last year had a chance to make it into the playoffs. They won their game, but the A's also won their game, so they got in. Uh, the A's got in that way. Uh, but you, know, they, you add Nelson Cruz to that lineup, and, and he's done what, what he's been asked to do. He really has for this team. Uh, and, and, of course, they signed long-term Kyle Seeger, seven years, $100 million. Uh, you got arguably the best pitcher in the game in Felix Hernandez, Austin Jackson, but you know Robinson Cano just hasn't been the same guy this year. He got 314 last year, but this year only 252. He just hit his sixth home run the other day, 29 RBIs. He's been in a very, very, very long slump, and uh, they really need him to come out of it very, very quickly. Uh, because if, if Cano if, if Cano has a good second half and traditionally throughout his career he has hit better post All Star game, uh, but without his bat, you know, it, there's there's no way that they can make a playoff push. So I went with the Mariners, um, and, and also lastly Fernando Rodney. I mean, what's up with this guy? Right, this guy's got an over five ERA, 16 saves, but four blown saves. He just blew one the other night uh, against the Tigers. You know it. It just has not panned out for them. National League, my team, the San Diego Padres. Uh, let's see, who did Sam go with? Yeah, he also, that's what I thought. He also went with the San Diego Padres. Um, you know, this team, they made the biggest splash in the offseason. On the eve of opening day, they traded and got Craig Kimbrell. They acquired Melvin Upton Jr. They get Will Myers, who's been hurt this year. They get Derek Norris from Oakland. Uh, they they sign James Shields. They add Matt Kemp. They trade for him from Los Angeles. I mean, right there, it's an all-star team. <laughs> if, you, if you look at it, right? I mean, it's a, it's a good team. But the, the reality is, is they're, they're 39-48, so they're nine games below 500. They're nine and a half out of the National League West. And they're not playing very good baseball right now. But how many times do we see that teams that get just a ton of players, right? A ton of big-name players come to their team, 
and we say, oh, 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 this team looks great. You know, they're 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 a playoff contending team. You know, they're the World Series World Series team. You, know, you look at the, the the Miami Marlins, right? When you had Jose Reyes and Josh Johnson and R. A. Dickey and and those guys, and they get and when they first got there, like, oh yeah, look look at this team. You know, they're they're stacked. You know, then those same guys go over to Toronto, and it's like, yeah, same thing. You know, it's Toronto, like they can hit. You know, they'll be nasty. Hasn't uh, panned out that way, huh? Hasn't exactly panned out. Toronto, though, uh, they are three and a half out. They're at 544 and 44 right now. Again, as just as much as the Mets need hitting, the Blue Jays really need a really need some pitching there because they can hit the ball over the field. Uh, so, again, we both went San Diego Padres. Now to our most disappointing player, American League. I went Mike Napoli, and Sam went. He's got these in different orders. Pablo Sandoval. So we both picked Red Sox players. Go figure. Uh, and Mike Napoli, I mean, here's a stat for you that no Red Sox fan wants to hear. Stephen Drew has two more home runs than Mike Napoli this year. Laugh it up because it is funny. Uh, and you know, Drew has 12 home runs. Napoli has 10 uh, in the last week or so, last couple of games. You've been seeing David Ortiz at first base more than Mike Napoli. So you have to wonder how much longer Mike Napoli has in Boston. You know, I if he's not on the ro- if he's not on the roster on August 1st, which would be the, the day after the July 31st trade deadline. Uh, I don't see him back after this season. He, he will be a free agent after this after the season is over, uh, so I'm not expecting him to be back. Uh, and, and Pablo Sandoval, you know, he, like 270 this year. He, has, he, he is hitting better now a, a little bit, uh, but his defense was shaky at first uh, and really just hasn't panned out to his big contract. Of course, he still has a, a – Obviously, a few more years left in that deal, but he hasn't made that immediate impact like uh, Red Sox fans had hoped for this season. So that's who Sam went with for his most disappointing player of the American League. National League, we actually picked the same uh, player, Julio Tehran from the Atlanta Braves. Six and four, right? Six six wins, four losses, but a 4.56 ERA, and this was after a year where he had an under three ERA at 2.89. Darren, uh, there's been questions with his mechanics and and he can be, his control can be a little all over the place. And uh, this was a guy that seemed after last year uh, was was coming up. You know, he could be a, a, one of the better pitchers in, in all of baseball, but he's taken a step back this season, and uh, it just hasn't been the best year for Tehran uh, and for the Braves. All right. Two more categories left before we do, uh, not something, bro, before we do our bus tour to Chicago. So hang in there. I know you want to get to that. I know you want to get your votes um, out there. My AL player that's going to emerge, I already mentioned him in his numbers, it's Robinson Cano. I think he has to if the Mariners want to make that postseason push. I already, I mean, I already said this, but without Robinson Cano's bat, this team, they already struggled offensively as it is. But if you don't have Robinson Cano, then uh, it's you know, your chances aren't very good 
in Seattle. His last nine games, though, he is starting to heat up, hitting 375, two home runs, six RBIs, and seven runs. So uh, hopefully he can pick something up. Sam's most disappointing or player to emerge, excuse me, is Victor Martinez. Victor Martinez from the Tigers. Uh, again, this is another player that pretty that he has to hit. Without Miguel Cabrera in that lineup anymore, he needs to be uh, the guy. He needs to be a fearful bat in that uh, three or four slot. And the pitching, I think, has, has been an area of concern for the Tigers. Justin Verlander has not been nearly as good as he was in his Cy Young years a few years back. Uh, in the last couple of years, he's been pitching at, really at 500 balls. His ERI's been over four. Hasn't, hasn't been vintage Verlander. Uh, and he went on the DL for the first time to start the year. This year, and you know, I think in his last start he gave up seven runs in just a couple innings. So he hasn't been pitching well. Of course, they don't have Max Scherzer there anymore. Uh, you know, Victor Martinez, his bat really needs to come alive for the Tigers, and uh, that's who Sam goes with. National League player that that's going to emerge for me, it's Matt Carpenter, the Cardinals' third baseman. Uh, you look at his batting average now, you say. And you see it's 270, 8 home runs, 41 RBIs. But, folks, don't let that fool you. Do not let that fool you uh, because that's a very deceiving batting average because during the month of May, he hit 190. And in July, he's hitting 161 right now. And this is a player who's been a consistent leadoff hitter for this Cardinals team. He had 199 hits in 2013, which led all Major League Baseball. Almost got that to that 200 plateau mark. He had 162 last season. And he's been in a big-time slump. Now, the Cardinals, they still find a ways of, of winning games. I mean, just look the other day on Wednesday Night Baseball when Johnny Peralta, he's down to his last strike against the Cubs at Wrigley Field, and he gets a home run to give him the lead, and then the Cubs went on, or excuse me, the Cardinals went on to win that game. You know, that's what the Cardinals do. That's what they've done. That's why they've been in the last four National League Championship Series. That's why you see him always here. The Cardinal way, it gets annoying. I know it gets really, really annoying to hear as a fan, if you're not a Cardinals fan, but they find ways of winning. I mean, Adam Wainwright has, hasn't pitched all year. Uh, Matt Holliday has been out for a long period of time. John Jay has been out and, and slumping. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on, but somehow, some way, these guys, it's a different guy every night. And, you know, it's it's – it's a surprise, but should it really be a surprise that they're in first place in the National League Central right now? It really shouldn't. I mean, they're 56 and 30, five and a half games lead, five and a half game lead of the Pittsburgh Pirates. So uh, it's you know it's it's a little comfortable right now as well. It's not like it's just a, a game or two. All right. So last part of the MLB midseason awards show with the Sports Brothers podcast. Just Brian Dostler today. Sam is is in uh, State College, Pennsylvania right now, calling for the Connecticut Tigers. And you can listen to his game tonight, first pitch, 7.05. You can simply uh, go on to the Connecticut Tigers website, go on the schedule, and then since we're playing July 10th, go to that day, and then you'll see a little headphone, a little headset there. Just click it, and it'll bring you right to the link, and you can listen to Sam that way. Uh, as the 10-9 and Connecticut Tigers are in Pennsylvania, not actually sure they're going to play. Um, some team from Pennsylvania, right? I mean, that's why he's there, so <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, but anyways, team that is not in the playoffs now, but will be after game 162. I'm going Boston Red Sox. 
could be a, a very it could be a biased pick and maybe it actually really is and especially since they've been playing well recently right four game winning streak uh, I think what seven out of ten or, or something like that they've been playing good baseball uh, but something just tells me man I, I you know I understand the pitching isn't there right I mean it's it has not been good uh, it's been better recently which is part of the reason why they're winning more games. Uh, but, you know, again, Rick Porcello, Wade, Mil Wade Miley, you don't know exactly where you're going to get them out uh, of their starts, but Clay Buckholtz, he's been an ace uh, the la his last few starts. He needs to keep that ball rolling, and hopefully this all-star break actually doesn't ruin the, kind of their momentum. Uh, again, just a big, big series against the Yankees starting today. Sam's AL team that will be in the playoffs uh, will be the Tigers. You know, and again, that's... That's him relying on Victor Martinez stepping up big time, getting Miguel Cabrera back maybe in September, uh, and and the pitching being just good enough to get them into uh, the postseason. For the National League, we both won the same team. Uh, they're the defending World Series champs. You can't count them out. Uh, right now they're four games out of the wild card, five games out of the National League West, and that's the San Francisco Giants. I know it's an odd year. I know it's not an even year, so – uh, historically, they shouldn't be making the playoffs this year. But, again, when you're four games out of the wild card, five out of the National League West, and they just got back Hunter Pence from the DL and Matt Kane, they're going to win some more games. They're going to win on a higher rate. Uh, so we both went San Francisco Giants. All right, hope you enjoyed that segment. If you agree, disagree with any of the things that I just said, uh, if you think I'm crazy for, I don't know, picking up the Red Sox, we'll make the playoffs after 162. Please tell me, uh, and and we'll, you know, get your voice on, on another podcast if you want. So with that, let's head to Chicago. Chicago, and is there really much debate here? I mean, honestly, do I really have to debate with myself on this one? It's Michael Jordan, right? I mean, is, is there there there's some other great athletes? I'll go through them, but when you're a six-time NBA champion, six-time NBA Finals MVP, uh, two three-peats, 14-time NBA All-Star, the list just goes on and on and on. I mean, if you want to look it up, look for yourself. But it's Michael Jordan, right? I mean, I, I that's that's who my pick is. That's who Sam's pick is. So for the first time, uh, Sam and I have uh, voted for the same athlete as the best player for their city. 
And if you again, again, if you are new to the show, and you want to look at other podcasts, just feel free on uh, the Sports Brothers part of the Nico Empire dot com. Uh, July second and July seventh podcast. Uh, they have Boston and Washington, D.C., respectively. And uh, right now, Tom Brady is leading the Boston one. And right now, I think Alex Ovechkin is actually leading the D.C. poll, which actually I think is very surprising. I mean, guy hasn't won a Stanley Cup, hasn't gotten out of the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, so, but he's in the lead right now. And once this segment is over, once we do the eight destinations, uh, Sam and I will take the, the top vote-getters for each city or each athlete. We'll kind of make a bracket bracket out of it. So we'll do like a 1v8, 2-7 kind of thing. So, again, and that's where you, the fans, will be able to vote. Uh, so we will figure that out uh, when the time comes. So we'll keep you posted on that one. But, you know, mention Michael Jordan. That's who both of our picks are. But, of course, Chicago, it's not only the Bulls. you got the Blackhawks who are a modern-day dynasty, if you will, or a dynasty. Uh, you got the Chicago Bears. The Bears. Uh, and then you got the Chicago Cubs and Chicago White Sox for uh, for the teams in Chicago. So let's go through the other ones. Walter Payton, uh, running back from the Bears, spent all of his 13 seasons in Chicago uh, from 75 to 87. Nine-time Pro Bowler, second-most career rushing yards behind Emmett Smith. And uh, a little fun fact about Walter Payton, not one SEC school, that's a Southern Eastern Conference, uh, did not offer Payton a scholarship. Why? Because of the skin of his color. You know, that was just, that was obviously the time, right? I mean, if he played from, if he played in the NFL from 75 to 87, so he played uh, in college in, in, in the very early 70s, right during the civil rights movements and, and all that, so... He was not offered a scholarship from any SEC team. Uh, he actually originally committed to Kansas State, but they ended up choosing the historically black college, Jackson State. So a little fun fact there about Walter Payton. He went to Jackson State College. Uh, another guy that we highlighted, Ernie Banks, Mr. Cub. Let's play two. Uh, and and uh, he actually passed away. This year, on January 23rd, just eight days shy of his 84th birthday, uh, but talking about a class act, 512 home runs, 14-time All-Star, first battle Hall of Famer. You know, the guy did everything but won a title for the Cubs, of course. has been a while since uh, the Cubbies have won something of significance. Uh, two, or we'll stick with the diamond, the Cubs. Uh, Ryan Sandberg, 10-time All-Star. Uh, he spent all of his Major League seasons with the Cubs, nine-time Gold Glove, seven-time Silver Slugger Award, uh, and those those were the better days. Of course, Sandberg was resigned from his Phillies manager position a few weeks ago after just three not-so-great years in a Phillies team, which I didn't think he really had a chance of succeeding anyways based on the, on the talent they're putting out there or the lack of. Um, the Bears, middle linebacker Dick Butkus, uh, one of the one of the greats, you know, arguably the greatest. Uh, played nine seasons with the Bears. He went to Illinois, so he really was a homegrown Chicago kid. Eight-time Pro Bowler, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, uh, and and this is even high praise. He's rated as the tenth best player all time by NFL.com. So uh, much, you know, it's a good recognition there for Budkiss. And then lastly, the Chicago Blackhawks. 
and Stan Mitica. He spent Mitica, excuse me, he spent all 22 seasons with the Blackhawks. Only one one Stanley Cup champion, but he owns virtually every uh, record in Blackhawks franchise history. He has the most goals, assists, points, games, and seasons. Six-time All-Star. I mean, he did it all there when he was with the Blackhawks. And then our honorable mention, uh, Bears running back Gale Sayers, if he did not get hurt, I mean, this guy could have been even better than Walter Payton the way that he could run. Scotty Pippen, the Bulls forward, I mean, he, always second to Jordan, but you got to put him on the honorable mention list. Uh, Frank Thomas, he almo- he really almost cracked uh, you know, the top six, uh, representing the White Sox designated hitter, arguably – you, know, you could say he's the best designated hitter of all time. Five-time All-Star, two-time AL MVP. Uh, Frank the Tank was just the man. Uh, and Mike Ditka, this might surprise but when people really think about Mike Ditka, if you really look at his legacy in Chicago, yes, he won a Super Bowl title uh, as a player, and he, he was the first-ever tight end uh, elected into the Hall of Fame. But you think more of him as a coach, right? He was a coach of the 85 Bears. So with that, and since it's players, athletes, uh, we decided to keep Dicka out of the top six. So there you have it. Vote on the website right now who you think is the best uh, Chicago athlete of all time. Again, Sam and I, it's already 2 nothing lead for Jordan. Uh, so we expect him to be taking that crown. All right, well, we're going to do one more little segment just uh, – around the world of sports. And, again, this is the Sports Brothers Podcast with just Brian Dossler. Sam, again, is in Pennsylvania right now. And, actually, the other day uh, he went he went golfing, and he met this guy uh, who also said he was in broadcasting. Sam was like, oh, high school sports, high school football in the area. He goes, no, Penn State. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so he met the Penn State football play-by-play announcer, which I think is pretty cool, coming from a Penn State fan myself. And uh, it was, and uh, he said, Sam told him, yeah, we were at the the last uh, game before Joe Paterno, and that, and that whole scandal came down with Jerry Sandusky. And in, I guess uh, the guy just said, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming that those people in Penn State don't really talk about that time period uh, for good reason. But uh, pretty cool that he was able to meet the uh, play-by-play announcer for Penn State. So just some highlights. If you missed some things, LeBron James, two years, $48 million, max deal with a third-year option uh, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So no surprise he's going back to Cleveland. Some injury news. Uh, go, the, go to the baseball diamond. Alex Gordon, he's out eight weeks with a hamstring injury, uh, and he's obviously going to miss the All-Star game. Brett Gardner. Will be will be replacing. He was just running the ball in the outfield, and it just something just tweaked, and you know there go there went his hamstring, uh, and it's a big, big, big miss for the Royals. It's going to be tough to replace his bat and his glove. I mean, multi Gold Glove winner in left field. The one, one of the hopes of the Mets and one of their bigger bats came from a pitcher, Stephen Matz. In two games, he had five RBIs, including four in his uh, major league debut. Uh, he's going to be out three weeks with a partially torn left lap muscle. So not good news there for the Mets. And actually he's going to be shut down for three weeks, and then he'll be re- reevaluated. So he could be out even longer than three weeks. 
And well, this is just a terrible way to end the show. This this topic is probably it's a bad way to end, but we're gonna do it anyways. Jason Pierre Paul, how do you celebrate Fourth of July, folks? Because long story short, Jason Pierre Paul, uh, he the, the defensive end for the New York Giants. He got a bunch of fireworks in his van. I mean, it was just a whole truckload of just fireworks. I'm sure 99% of them were illegal. And uh, he went to light them off. And uh, he had to yada, yada, yada. His uh, finger got amputated. I think it was his right index finger. I think that sounds right. I don't know. One of the ten fingers. It's gone. It, it's not there. Non-existent. See you later. And uh, and the Giants are saying, hey, we're not going to uh, give you that contract, the one-year $14 million deal, until you're fully healthy. And as a Giant fan, I'm happy. I don't want – I mean, Pierre Paul has, has not been nearly as, as good as he was uh, in, what, 2010, 2011, 12, those years. The last couple of years, he's really fallen off. Hasn't been as, as much of a effective pass rusher. Hasn't gotten to the quarterback as much. So, you know – Giants are making, I think, are making the right call by saying, "Hey, get healthy, then we'll retalk about your contract." But just what a stupid, stupid move there by JPP. I mean, my God. You know, I also heard that I don't know where, but some person uh, they lit a, a firework on their head and it immediately exploded. Must have sent a, you know, put a hole in their head and they died instantly. I mean, can you imagine? setting off a firework on the top of your head. I don't know what kind of firework it was. I don't know if it was, you know, one of the one of the legal ones, right, where it just, you know, maybe goes up a couple feet or just, like, sparks, you know, on the ground, or if it was actually a legit firework that goes in the air. I don't know, uh, but I really hope that the person was drunk for their sake. If you do that sober, that's even more messed up. Uh, so on that note, not the best or highest notes that you'll ever end a show on, but that's going to do it for today's podcast. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to Nate Brown for that beautiful article on the Sports Brothers podcast. Uh, hopefully we can get Sam back on the show next week. Uh, and, again, if you if you do want to hear both of us, just feel free. Go back onto uh, the NicoEmpire.com, and you can look listen to any of our past podcasts or Nico's podcast if you want to listen to him. Uh, he certainly has some interesting uh, takes on his podcast and basically about Nico's podcast in a nutshell are basically what uh, his experiences in life. He's more of the, you know, he'll explain what he does every day and, you know, he makes it more dramatic than probably actually is. Uh, but he's he's pretty good at talking uh, as well. So feel free to click on his shows as well. All right. That's going to do it. Remember, vote for your favorite Chicago athlete or the greatest Chicago athlete of all time or on Washington, D.C., Boston, whoever, and uh, critique the show. You know, send a Facebook message, text myself or Sam Dossler, and, uh, you know, if you say, if you're really annoyed by something that I do, right, if, if you know, if you think I have a weakness in something, please tell me. That's how I'm going to get better. That's how the show's going to get better, and that's going to be better for your ears when you listen to this show. All right. It's Friday, so have a great weekend, folks.